Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the eight game NBA main site on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NFL and NBA slates on DraftKings. Guys, I want to thank you again for the support. Closing in right now at 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you guys do enjoy this content, would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't want to go live. Let's aim for 300 likes on this video. And yes, I will be doing a live stream as always on YouTube to go over everything and answer all your guys' questions. If you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload an Apple Podcast. I have a link down below. Uh, if you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, and I'll offer that on patreon.com. A couple of different packages. have an NBA package that includes NFL for free if you guys are interested in that. Also have an eSports package. Uh, and then finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. Uh, again, if you guys are not familiar with what Prize Picks is, it's a site where we're betting on uh, basically fantasy projections, player props, right? So, you know, for example, tomorrow, Julius Randle's projected for 44 fantasy points. Do you like the under? Do you like the over there? Um, you can mix and match sports. They have NFL, NBA, eSports, PGA, all that good stuff. Um, so if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, uh, link in the description below. You get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. You put a hundred dollars in, you get basically a free hundred dollars to play with. But with that all out of the way, let's jump in the video. So before we talk about players and their prices for this eight game slate, let's look back my lineup here from Thursday and Thursday, man, I really wish Miami could have kept it close. Really would have wished Miami could have kept it close because I was looking like possible takedown territory here. Um, here, I'll get out of the way so you guys can see my lineup. But yeah, Tyler Hero, 30 fancy points. So I have zero regrets there. Absolutely zero regrets because my whole breakdown was if Miami is going to stay in this game, it's got to be because of a big game from Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero basically had 30 at half. Didn't do anything in the second half. The 76ers pulled away. They blew him out. He didn't play in the fourth. So, like, he was on pace for 60 fancy points at halftime. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a huge night. And then he did nothing in the third quarter. But, again, I have absolutely no regrets there. Because if that game stays close, he uh, he probably pushes for at least over 40 fancy points. So, um, and if he could have did anything in the third quarter, obviously it could have been a lot bigger uh, game for him. So, yeah, I don't regret that play one bit. He was only 44% owned. Again, it was on pace to absolutely smash. Unfortunately, the blowout happened. I knew that risk, but I was willing to take it. The value plays gave Vincent 35 fancy points, only 25% owned. I thought he was a really safe play because he was someone that would uh, play no matter what, right? In competitive games, he was, get, he was getting, he got the minutes last time. And then if the game blew out, I knew he would kind of be the main guy. So, and he crushed, uh, he was solid in, in, you know, the normal game, but in the blowout run, that's when he really crushed. Sterling Brown mentioned he was my favorite Houston value play, 41 fancy points. Uh, now, I did get lucky fading uh, Ben Malcolmore. He was like 80% owned in this tournament. He did not do much. Um, honestly, he was not a bad play. I just preferred Sterling Brown. Now, Precious Achua versus Jason Tate, that was close for me. That was really close. Again, I was banking on Miami keeping it close. So I want Achua. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Achua and Tyler Hero didn't play at all in the fourth. I thought Achua might have played over Olenek. I was a little bit surprised that Olenek played in the blowout over Achua. I thought they would have wanted to give their rookie some extra run, but they did not. Again, a little bit tilting there, but um, I have no issue with that. He still got 27 fancy points in a blowout. Again, didn't play at all in the fourth. And then Christian Wood, I was really surprised how low owned he was. Only 50% owned. I mean, just in a smash spot with no wall, no Harden, no Eric Gordon. Didn't really get that one. I thought he'd be way more popular. And then 
In the late game, I had Brogdon, Sabonis, Nurkic. All are somewhat low on Brogdon, 37%. Sabonis, 46%. Artie has 23 fancy points, so that's looking good. And then Nurkic, 23% owned at 5.3K. Yeah, we'll see how it finishes. Right now, I'm kind of on the edge of cashing with the three guys in the late game. So probably we'll cash in. Steph and Jokic, I'm a little bit scared. I faded them. They're both pretty high owned. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but that's it for the look back, guys. Again, if here if Miami keeps this game close, I am on pace to win some big money. But that's how it goes. Uh, I have no regrets again playing Tyler Hero. Also, one guy that I didn't play that I told you guys I loved in GPPs, Chris Boucher. I think he's like 20% owned. Another basically 50 fantasy point game. You want to continue to target Chris Boucher. This guy is legit. Um, but all right, let's take a look at the, the Vegas ads here. So we have Mavs, we have Bucks. This one should be fun to watch. Luka versus Giannis, 227 over under. The Bucks are six-point favorites. Uh, Hawks and Jazz, the 224 over under. The Jazz are six-point favorites. And Clippers, Kings, the late-night ham here, 230 over under. The Clippers are six-point favorites. So we're going to go team by team here. Again, guys, just because there's a lot of guys questionable injury-wise, it's easier to go team by team for these videos. So we'll start with uh, Orlando. Nikola Vucevic at 9K. You guys kind of know what I'm going to say, right? Very consistent player, always under-owned. Always like 5% on Nikola Vucevic. Like literally always. So um, I like him again for GPPs because he's a guy in close games that will push for 35 minutes. Sure, matchup might not necessarily be the best, but... I just think he's a safe option with upside. I do like Vooch at 9K. I think Aaron Gordon is firmly in play as well. He is off his minutes restriction, 36 and 35 minutes the last two games. I think he is viable even at 7-3. Boston could be pretty short-handed. We'll have to monitor that. You guys know I don't play Terrence Ross. He's on the list of guys I just don't play. Two-score independent. Um, Cole Anthony at 5-5 has been a little underwhelming. I think he's like okay. Again, probably plays over 30 minutes, but really hasn't been doing a ton. And like... Value-wise, I don't don't want to play like Dwayne Bacon or Gary Clark or James Ennis. Like the, the value guy, may maybe take a shot in this Ken Birch. Um, I think we get about twenty minutes from him, but I just I don't think we have to go there on this slate. So that's it for Orlando. Let's move on to Boston. So Boston is where we could have some value here. Tatum out, Brown questionable, Tice questionable, Semi Ojale questionable. They could be pretty thin. If all these guys are out for Boston, then Boston's the team I want the most exposure to on the slate. You know, guys like Marcus Smart. Tristan Thompson, Pritchard, Jeff Teague. Those are the guys to look to if all these Boston guys are out. So we'll just have to keep an eye on this going into tomorrow. If Jalen Brown plays and is no limitations here, I think he's a solid spin up with no Jason Tatum. Offense would run through him. Um, yeah, Tice, if, if he's out, I think Tristan Thompson because becomes a nice play there at 4.8K. Should play decent minutes in the mid-20s, maybe a little bit more. Um, and then, yeah, guys like Pritchard, guys like Teague, these guys become pretty solid plays, especially if Jalen Brown is out. So there's just a situation we'll, we'll just have to keep an eye on it, right? There's a lot of injuries or a lot of guys questionable for Boston. So this is where we could get some value, right? If all these guys end up being out, I think Boston probably would be the team I would want the most exposure to just because they would have a pretty uh, tight rotation. Let's move on to New York and Cleveland. So on the New York side, Julius Randall 9-1. I'm, I'm still not over it. I'm still not over this game, guys only plays 30 minutes when I play him. When I don't, he's going to play over 40. So it's just like, uh, that is tilting. I do like the spot here against Cleveland. Um, played 40 minutes last game. This is a good matchup. Again, offense runs through him. Price didn't move. So I think Julius Randle is a nice play at that price point. I'm not playing Barrett or Alfred Payton. Mitchell Robinson's fine, but I probably don't have to go there. The value, now there's too many guys getting healthy. I just don't want to go there. 
Um, yeah, I just don't think we have to. So that's kind of it for, for New York. It's really Randall for me, and, and that's about it. Let's move on to Cleveland. Cleveland, another team that there's some guys questionable. Like, we don't know if Jared Allen and Torian Prince are going to be available. If they are both out, and we already have Sexton and Garland both out as well, then Andre Drummond becomes a really nice play at 9-3. He's playing all the minutes he can handle. Again, if, if there's no Jared Allen, he should play all the minutes he can handle. Again, good matchup. I would like Drummond to decent out there at 9.3K. And then, you know, guys like uh, Chetty Osman and uh, Damian Dotson. These are guys that would have to run the point a good amount of the game with those guards out. So, like, these two become solid plays. Like, Dotson got pulled in the blowout. I still think he's solid. Again, previous games before the last one, 40 and 31 fancy points. Osman's the guy that can stuff the stat sheet, not getting him at a discount, but I think he's viable. So, like, those are the three guys I'd really have interest in for the Cleveland side. Again, got to monitor the status of if Jared Allen and Torian Prince will be available. Valley Yogi Farrell got waived. Okoro's just, he's just too low usage. Like, he'll play the minutes. You can play him. But honestly, he literally got, what was that game? 42 minutes, four fancy points. He has that type of floor. So it's like, ugh, right? Don't love it. McGee's always a viable GPP play if Jared Allen is out. He'll back up Drummond. If something happens to Drummond, Drummond gets in foul trouble or benched. JaVel McGee is the direct beneficiary. But that's it for the Cleveland side. So let's move on to Dallas and Milwaukee. This one should be fun to watch. We have Luka versus Giannis. Luka at 11K. Matchup is yeah not the best, but it's Luka Doncic. And this guy just has a ton of upside. And he went for 77 there against Charlotte. Now, again, not as good of a matchup. But I still think Luka is a very safe play at the top. Should play big minutes. Um, I, I do like him a good amount. Porzingis is still a stay away from me. They're going to limit his minutes. Only played 21 in the last game. So I'm not going to go to Porzingis yet. Hardaway, Trey Burke, a little too pricey for me. If Maxi Kleber, Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell are both questionable, if they're both out, we could look to guys like James Johnson and Willie Cauley-Stein. James Johnson played mid-20s minutes, and he's a decent point for any guy who can stuff the stat sheet. And Willie Cauley-Stein actually played 30 minutes the last game. So these are two potential value plays if Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell are out. So another situational monitor, if they're both out, Boban probably plays about 10 to 15 minutes off the bench. I mean, you could punt with him. We know he's a good point for a guy. I will never, ever play Weston Wundo ever, no matter how many minutes he plays. We'll just never play him. And that's it for Dallas. So let's move on to Milwaukee. Giannis ended to come up below 11K. I think it's solid. And the matchup, not great here, right? Dallas actually is pretty solid defensively, but this game should stay close. And in competitive games, we should see over 35 minutes from Giannis. I think he's firmly in play. I don't know if he's going to be super high owned, but I do like Giannis. Middleton, Drew, a little too pricey for me. I'm not going to play Brooke Lopez at that price. The only guy, only other guy I have interest in is Bobby Portis at 5-4. Probably plays about, you know, mid-20s minutes in a close game. If the game somehow blows out, he'll play a little bit more. He's a decent point brand of guy, so I could see getting to him in the mid-range. Uh, but that's really it. I don't think we have to go to anyone else here on the Bucks. So on to Memphis and Minnesota. So, big news, John Morant questionable. If John Morant is available to play and there's no minutes restriction for him, I love him at 7-5. He would probably be my favorite play in the slate. Love the matchup for him. If there's no limits, if there's no minutes restriction for John Morant, he is probably my favorite play in the slate. So we'll just have to keep an eye on this, uh, but I would really like him if he is available. The other starters, JV did have a big game last game game in 30 minutes, but that's all he's going to play minutes-wise. There's no real upside for more than that. Um, It is a good matchup, so I think he's still solid. Again, Cat is not a good defender, so JV you could look to in GBPs, but just know you're not going to get more than like 30 minutes. Clark at 6-1 has gotten over 30 minutes, 30, 33, 30, 34. So the minutes have been solid for him. He's been a little up and down. If Jaws out, I think you can make the argument for him there in the mid-range. Again, a good shot blocker, a guy that can get some steals as well. Slow-mo, Brooks, they're just not playing enough minutes for me to consider them. As far as like value-wise go, 
or value goes. Like De'Anthony Melton, you know, probably plays 20 to 25 minutes. You could punt with him. There's not a ton of like standout value at the moment. Again, there's a lot, you know, there could be some value if things open up, you know, maybe on the Boston side, right, or the Cleveland side. Uh, but that's kind of it for, for me on Memphis. So on to Minnesota. So Minnesota currently talents at 99. I do like, he's probable. I fully expect him to play. The last game played 34 minutes. So I expect about 35 minutes from him. Again, a good spot. Um, I think Cat is a nice spend up there at 99. D'Lo, Beasley are secondary plays. Again, they both had solid games last time out. Um, I think they're okay in a good matchup here. Now, I do have no Rubio and no Hernan Gomez. So that opens up some minutes. I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. Like, obviously, it's going to be Beasley, D'Lo, and Cat. Curious to see, like, what else they do. Um, but, like, a guy like Jared Culver could be a viable value play here. Like, Vanderbilt, maybe he starts Anthony Edwards at 4-5. I'm just – I'm interested to see what they do. So, these are guys that, like, potential value plays. I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. Okoji's at 3-6. He's probable. Um, he'll probably get some – like, you can look to him as a punt play. So, yeah, there's potential here for value from Minnesota with some of these guys. Like, Edwards, Vanderbilt, Culver, Josh Okoji. Just got to keep an eye on the starting lineup. Probably would prefer whoever does start. Let's go on to Chicago and OKC. So now Levine is finally priced right. He should be in the 9K range. He's gone off like the last two games, 59 and 66 fans points. Again, he has that type of upside. I think the matchup is solid here. He will be low owned. I don't mind going to him at this price, but only a GBP play. Kobe White, I like the price better on him at 7-4. Still playing big minutes. Again, offense runs with these two guards. So both the guards are viable. And Levine just in play for GBPs because of the price. One of Carner at 6-2, a little pricey there. Marking him back, but don't have a ton of interest in him. The rest of the guys are kind of stayaways with Chicago now being more healthy. Let's move on to the Thunder. So SGA at 7-7, I like a good amount here. This is one of the best matchups here against Chicago. You guys know I love targeting players against the Bulls. Price came, you know, 7-7 is not bad. But I think this is a game where we could have some upside. This game should stay competitive. Again, the last game was a blowout. Don't be worried about that. Should play mid-30s minutes. Again, love the spot for him. He's got stuff the stat sheet. I do like SGA a good amount here at 7-7. Baisley is questionable. He left, left that game, did not return. We'll have to keep an eye on this. If he misses, I think they would start Diallo, and then Diallo would actually become a nice play here at 4-9, so that's something to keep an eye on. I do actually like Al Horford. You guys know I like targeting bigs against Chicago. Not going to play huge minutes, but about 28 to 29 minutes. Um, I think he's a nice play here at 5-6. Safe play with a little bit of upside. The rest of the guys are just, mm, George Hill's fine. I'm probably not going to get to Dort. Um, curious to see what they do with the starting line, but I think Diallo would start if Baisley is out. Uh, Baisley himself, if he does play, I actually would like him too. And I know he's up and down, more of a GPP play. But the upside is 30, 40 plus when he's getting it going. So, um, yeah, potential value here for OKC if Baisley is out. So we want to Atlanta and Utah. So not the best uh, matchup here for the Hawks. I think Trey Young makes for a good GPP play that way. 8-7 does feel underpriced for Trey Young. Even in this matchup, I do like him for GPPs. Bounce back in a big way there against Philly. And that game blew out. So Trey, I do like for GPPs at 8-7. Capello's off the injury report, so him and Collins kind of hurt each other's upside. Hunter, Herter, Radish, all solid plays. No no one really stands out there. Still no Gallinari, no Bogdan. Um, Solomon Hill, you know, probably gets some decent run at 3-7. I think he's like an okay value play. Um, we'll see if more value opens up. But right now, I think he's like viable. And then Rondo might play. If he plays like 15-ish minutes, you could maybe punt with him in GPPs at mid-price. Let's move on to the Jazz. So, yeah, Jazz, I like the matchup for them, but I just – don't like the Jazz as a team because they're balanced. Like Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson are all fine plays. They're like filler guys. They're like a last piece in. I'm not going to prioritize any of these guys. I know there's no Joe Ingles, so Clarkson should play a little bit more off the bench. But everyone just seems priced right. Like I do like the matchup here. Conley's at 6'9". Does have some upside. I think he's okay. Mitchell seems priced about right. You know, Gobert seems priced about right. It's just like everyone seems priced accordingly. You can go to one of these guys, but I don't know if one really stands out here. 
Um, so let's move on to New Orleans and the Lakers. So New Orleans, uh, they have Zion back. So this game probably has a better chance of staying competitive. It's an Ingram revenge game. Oh, man. He held me back from the big money last night. The big money. I was on pace. It was Steph Curry two nights ago. Ingram last night. It's going to be Hero tonight. It's always one guy. But, yeah, I've been, uh, been cashing pretty easily here in tournaments with finally, like, no bad luck with, like, injuries, blowouts, ejections, any of that stuff. So it's been, you know, pretty good last last few days here. Um, yeah, Ingram, I think, is an interesting GPP play. Got revenge game narrative. Um, no Lonzo, possibly no Bledsoe. So he's still viable there at that price. Don't mind Zion either. Um, Steven Adams, I think, is like a safer play at 6'4". Bledsoe, if he plays, I think would be solid. If he's out, you guys know I'm going right back to the well here. Right back to the well. I've been hammering home that I lo- I think this guy is legit for two years now, right? We started two years ago in the preseason. He won us a ton of money. I am just, uh, I'm a huge NAW fan. And we saw it that last game. This He has this type of upside. I think he should be starting over Eric Bledsoe. That's just me. I think he's a better player. I think this guy has a ton of upside. Very skilled offensively. I really like NAW, especially if he starts a point guard with no blood. So he's one of my favorite value plays. Um, again, dependent on blood. So if blood so plays and NAW doesn't start, then that makes him a little riskier. Josh Hart was kind of a letdown last game. Played the huge myths. Just didn't do a ton with it. Was Zion back? Mm, again, he's fine. It is revenge game narrative for him too. JJ actually intrigues me for value. Played 28 minutes on the bench at last game. Um, again, kind of score independent, but there's not a ton of like standout value at the moment. So like if if not not a lot of value opens up, you could look to JJ, but know the risk. Right, the floor is really low if he's not hitting his shots. And that's it for the Pelicans. So one of the Lakers, uh, Lakers, LeBron, AD, I think are both solid under 10K. Um, you know, there's been some blowouts here for the Lakers. These guys aren't playing huge minutes in competitive games, but they should play like 32 to 34 minutes. I think both are decent options. Uh, I don't know if one really stands out. I mean, the matchup is solid. Pelicans are playing at a slower pace though, which does, you know, hurt a little bit, but AD LeBron, I've, I, I think I'm indifferent about like if you land on one of those guys is good, but I don't know if I'm going to prioritize them. And the secondary plays are kind of stay aways when like both AD and LeBron are healthy. So like, I'm probably not going to Schroeder, Harold Kuzma, KCP at three, eight, maybe you can punt with him, probably get 25 minutes in a close game. But yeah, that's that's really it. I don't have a ton of interest in the Lakers side. Let's finish up with the Clippers and the Kings. So on the Clippers side, I'm pretty high in the Clippers. This is uh, another team I love targeting the Kings, against uh, players against the Kings. So Kawhi Leonard, Paul George in this fantastic matchup here, I really like both. Both should play big minutes, you know, high 30s minutes in competitive game. I really like Kawhi. I really like Paul George here. They're two of my favorite spend-ups in the slate because of the matchup. Ibaka versus Zubak. They're splitting the center minutes. I would probably rather play Zubak if he, if I had to pick. Probably gets 15 to 20 minutes. I think he's like an okay punt in a good matchup. Now, we do have Pat Beverly and Lou Williams questionable. So, if Pat Beverly is out and Lou Williams starts a point guard, I think Lou Williams makes her a really good value play. If um, Lou Williams is out, I think Pat Beverly at 5K is decent. Again, good matchup. I think he's like, okay. If they're both out, then I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup, right? Because that's two of their guards. Like, do they start Kennard? Do they start Reggie Jackson, right? I think there's a chance they might start Reggie Jackson at point if both Beverly and Lou Williams are out. And if they're both out and Reggie starts at point, I think he's a good value play at min price in this matchup. So we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Definitely some potential value here. Marcus Morris at 3-7, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. I think he's an okay punt. Again, like the spot here. Batuma 5-3, mm, mm, little pricey for him. 
And yeah, Canard, possible value here again if both those guards are out. So we'll just have to keep an eye on this and what the Clippers do with the starting lineup if, in fact, both those guards are out. Let's finish up with the Kings. So De'Aaron Fox, I like as a bring back. If you want to play either Kawhi and Paul George or run it back with someone, De'Aaron Fox would be the guy. Should play, you know, 36 to 30 minutes in a close game. I think he has a, a good amount of upside here. So I still like Fox even in a not so good spot. Healed at that price, probably passed. Don't mind Holmes. Again, kind of boomer bust. When he stays out of foul trouble like he did last game, he has upside. But there's like a 50-50 chance he gets in some foul trouble. If he does, he'll probably ruin your lineup. So it just... Right, there's always that risk with Deshaun Holmes. It's not like we're getting him really cheap anymore. Halliburton at 6-7, I actually think is an okay punt play. Uh, or not a punt play, but a play in the mid-range. Should play about 30 minutes. Uh, again, indifferent about him. Don't like love it, but don't think we um, don't think he's the worst play either. Harrison Barnes finally came back down to earth. So this is the Harrison Barnes I know, right? 11 points, 6 boards, a couple assists. That's the Harrison Barnes I know. Um, I think he's solid. and He's, he's actually having a good year. Um, Bagley at 5-4 probably passed for me. White side at 3-6, just eh, playing about 10 minutes. Only would look to him if, like, somehow Rashawn Holmes gets ruled out. Um, but that's kind of it for uh, the Kings. And that's going to do it for the video as well today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't know upload videos you don't know go live. Uh, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys have a great day, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.